Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. People can look in. And we can look out. Welcome to the Luca Pete Show. It is Monday. And I do hope you are in fine fettle, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else. It's Luke Moore's birthday. Happy birthday, mates. Thanks. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. You belong in a zoo. You look like a monkey and you smell like one too. All correct. All correct. Spot on. So Spot could have on. for me. Thanks very much. Yeah. Lukey Moa, how is there like even at my tender forty years, I still get a little bit of pep in my step when it's my birthday. I don't know why. It's weird. People are a little bit nicer to you. You occasionally get presents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, people. Your partners are nicer to you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I I, I keep. Um. I find myself in a position where I keep forgetting. And oh. people keep reminding me. Yeah. Okay. So like the the days leading up to it, people will be like, "Oh, it's this and it's that." And who's, this say, who's saying that? Well, like, I went to see my parents last weekend. Oh, okay. And right. I obviously yeah. spend quite a lot of time with my wife um, that I have access to, mm-hmm. and she mentions it. And then um, you, I mean, you obviously didn't spend any time with the partner you have access to because she was working away last weekend, yes. right? So if that was the situation, I would have mm. been in. And I guess I wouldn't have had anyone to remind me. But oh. anyway. Everyone has been has been very nice. Uh, it's great. I'm 41 now. Um, you know, I don't really know what else to say. Apart from the fact that I got um, a nice little uh, trip from my lovely wife. Um, right. Going to go to Belgium for a week and see Nick Cave. <laughs> oh, you meant such a trip over. Like she pushed you over or something. No. no she, birthday she, bumps action. She, she booked us a trip to go to Belgium. Nick to Cave. Yeah, at an open air concert. Oh, that sounds bloody great. What, what part of Belgium? Um, it's just outside, Antwerp, Bru- just outside Ghent, Brussels. Brussels. And then we're going to Bruges after. Nice. Yeah, lovely old job. Oh, you're going to have a lovely time. Fantastic. I celebrated um, my birthday weekend just gone by, like I say, going to visit my parents. Mm-hmm. And um, I did what I think um, was a great idea at the time. And I still look back at it as a great idea. I um, celebrated by watching Karate Kid 3 with my granddad. <laughs> Karate Kid Who will be 90 three. in November. He'd never seen Karate Kid 3. Had he wait? Had he seen the first? No, <laughs> and and the not thing, the vintage start that, that he needs really for the Karate Kid. Uh... No, but there's one of the great things about my granddad. And there are many great mm. things. Did he say it's going to be a bloodbath? No, but he is up for watching any film. So even now, he still goes to the cinema on his own. Cracking. So I remember. I remember That's him like. Great stuff, I remember that. like ten years ago, 
um, uh, that he just randomly of an afternoon went to go and watch Hot Fuzz at the cinema on his own. <laughs> I like it. And he said it was too noisy, he didn't like it. Um, right. But Karate Kid 3, um, it was an experience. We both enjoyed it. I'd mm. seen it before. I uh, don't remember. What 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 uh, generation of Karate Kid? Was this in like the noughties, is in the eighties, the the third well, Karate Kid film? I can't let me remember. tell you. So the first right. one comes out, I think eighty four. Yeah. I'm and not, then I'm, everyone's look, into karate then, aren't they? I'm not fucking looking this up, it's my birthday. Yeah. The first one's eighty four. <laughs> okay. The second one will probably be a couple years after that. Karate Kid Part Three, which is relevant to our interest today, mm. is eighty nine, I think. Okay. And it's a very quick pricey. Karate Kid, the first one, Daniel LaRusso, played by Ralph Macchio or Macchio moves from New York or New Jersey or something to isn't it San Fernando Valley in California near LA right. around there yeah. and he gets bullied so Mr. Miyagi takes him in takes on the bullies wins the All Valley Karate Championship that's part one yeah. part two is a bit sketchy in my mind but he goes to Japan with Mr. Miyagi. Okay. So yep. Mr. Miyagi's from Okinawa I think and they go to Okinawa always, together. Always the, it's always when they run out of ideas yeah. go, to Japan, go to Japan. Yeah. Go to Japan. Yeah. Like corrupt <laughs> FM. Um, <laughs> And I'm, I'm going to say, Pete, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that he goes to Japan with Mr. Miyagi. He falls in love with a Japanese girl who's probably got a Japanese boyfriend already. Right. And there's some kind of dust up. Yes. Right. Okay. Number three mm-hmm. is where it gets really interesting. Robots. Because number, <laughs> yeah. Shit. Number three is set in 2124. Yeah. And um, karate is only performed now by cyborgs. <laughs> and Daniel LaRusso has to take them on. No, number three is where, like, Daniel has befriends a guy called called Terry Silver. Terry Silver. He's got a ponytail. Nice. Um, and he thinks he's his friend, but clearly he's not his he's friend. He's not his friend. He's got a ponytail. Evil. Yeah. Evil. And um, it turns out that t- Terry Silver right. is a friend of John Kreese, who was the original trainer from Cobra Kai in the original time. Right. Okay. And they all team together with this young guy called who's hard. Yeah. He's got a flat top called Mike Barnes, who's around <laughs> Daniel LaRusso. Who's Daniel LaRusso. Children with grown yeah. up names. It's kind of mad how how <laughs> and I'll say this to my granddad. It's kind of mad how much those three men hate Daniel LaRusso for no real no real reason. reason. Yeah, no, yeah. there's no reason. Like he's held a vendetta for a long time for a kid. Yeah, John Kreese. And it's the kind of behaviour yeah. you would expect from a karate man, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, hold a grudge. Yeah. John Kreese basically, Pete, <laughs> hates a young man because he beat one of his fighters in a karate competition five years ago. Yeah. And he did it fair means, not foul. Yeah. So there's, he's got no problem. He should have no issue with this guy. I, I should have no truck with him. I fully understand that no one at the Cobra Kai dojo had seen the crane before, <laughs> but it's a legitimate move. It's a legitimate move. Anyway, the intensity that, that Terry Silver, a 40-year-old man, yeah, John Kreese, like a 50-year-old Vietnam veteran, yeah. and You'd Mike think he'd Bunn. have bigger fights to, fights to kind of battle, really, the yeah. Vietnam veteran. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, it's probably uh, mental health issues. Yeah, and but it's not, no, could take it out on a little kid. It's not cheap running a dojo. It's not cheap it's running not a dojo. Overhead. I've said that so many times. And, and Mike Barnes is the ultimate kid in the year above who's harder than you as well. Yeah. And anyway, so they hate Daniel Larusso, but to the point where they snap his bonsai tree in half. Oh. All sorts goes on. <laughs> that's that's not a manly thing to do, is no. it? And, 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 I'm going to snap it. There is an amazing scene which is so scarcely believable, even probably at the time, <laughs> that it's hard to get through it. Yeah. And it's where... So the big reveal that Terry Silver and John Kreese are in cahoots... <laughs> Terry Silver sounds like a bloke who sells yeah. videotapes and then in the Ma- pub. And then Mike Barnes comes out, and he's obviously the guy that Daniel Roos <laughs> is going to have to fight in the All-Valley Karate Championship. Yeah. 
and they're in the again a deserted dojo. Yeah, which is probably probably an absolute drain on the family resources. Tatami mats, as far as the eye can see. Yeah, and and mirrors everywhere. Mm. Anyway, they 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 corner Daniel Larusso, trying to injure him ahead of the All Valley Karate Championships. Right. Yeah. And he gets beaten up, right? right. I mean, because he gets three people. Yeah. And Daniel LaRusso's an absolute pipe cleaner of a bloke anyway. He's not got... I mean, the five years since part one, he's not really filled out. No, right. You, you'd think he would have done. Because, mm. I mean, for me, between the ages of 15 and 20, were quite horrific. <laughs> so, anyway, he gets beaten up by the three. But then Mr. Miyagi turns up, right? Yeah. So what happens is... With a gun. Yeah. Well, it's mad, because Daniel LaRusso gets chucked out of the dojo. So yeah. the, the, the final coup de grace in the beating up of him yeah. is that... Um, Mike Barnes Chuck and Terry Silver Mike Chuck ba- Dan- Barnes and Silver <laughs> yeah removal men yeah Chuck Daniel out, out of the dojo right. through the doors yeah and then they change their mind and say Mike actually we haven't finished him yet go and get him so Mike Barnes runs after him so it's there it's still a bit of fight in them they yeah. still sort of like went, we haven't well, destroyed him completely the next thing that's happened is that Mike Barnes has come flying through the double doors right. with the force of a fucking hurricane <laughs> right and just on a heap on the floor, the doors are splintered. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking Mr. Miyagi who's turned up. What? So Mr. Miyagi, with the greatest of respect, I, I think that the actor that plays him has sadly passed away now, so you know, God rest mm. him, is a five foot two, 75-year-old man. Yeah. Now, I know... That kar- he's got magical powers. Karate is a fucking great thing. Yeah. He beats all of them up. Right. And I just... Because he's Mr. Miyagi. One yeah. of them, Terry Silver ends up with a pot of paint on his head. <laughs> That's not part of karate. Well, he pushes him into a mirror. And, and a then there's a pot of paint. On the, that's where open, I keep on my paint. Open, open yeah. pot of paint on top of a door. That's yeah. where I keep my uh, pot of paint. In yeah. a completely white dojo. Was Mr. Miyagi the guy who gave um, uh, the, the young lad in um, Gremlins uh, Gizmo? Was that the same actor? It could well be, yeah. That, for some reason, he inhabits the same part. It's Pat Morita, right? Right, okay, yeah. Uh, he sadly passed away in 2005. Mm. Um, it's... it's I mean, it's possible he was in Gremlins. For some reason, I've, that's in my head. But why would you take such a similar role, this kind of, like, teacher, this oh, old Japanese teacher guy? I don't think it is him. Right, okay. Sadly. Oh, well, never mind. But, I mean, it's an incredible movie. Mm. My granddad enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> he, he, he kicked off, started, started beating the shit out of everyone because he's old. There's a bre- <laughs> Yeah. I said, don't get any ideas, big man. <laughs> no, there's, a, there's an amazing bit where Terry Silver takes a piss out of Mr. Miyagi because Mr. Miyagi's take... This is the great thing about f- f- movie fights, mm. right? is in movie fights, even though it's three against one, the three will let the one fight you one at a time. Yes, yeah, And that never happens in real life. No. Because why would it? Why would you? Terry Silver's like the end of level boss in this scene, and he's seen Mr. Miyagi devastate. By the way, (laughs) John Kreese is a fucking ex-Green Beret Special Forces (laughs) Vietnam veteran. Yep. Right? Yep. He gets gets decimated by Miyagi. Right, old man. Barnes is already toast, so it's just Terry left. Mm-hmm. Terry starts doing this quite racist Japanese noises. Yeah. Right, to take the piss out of Miyagi. But we, I thought he was a karate master as well. He is. So he should have more respect, shouldn't he? You, you'd think he'd have respect for, him, for an elder. <laughs> Why would he yeah. stagger on? Like, yeah, he like, does that. That's yeah. literally your... Yeah. That's, you've been studying this for decades. Yeah. And you and you do that. That's what you go for. For a man like Terry Silver... To have a gut To have the gall to wear a black belt <laughs> around his waist at the time and, and behave like that. be a racist that. man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's despicable. Wow. Anyway... Then Mr. Miyagi beats him up, and then mm. Mr. Miyagi does it to get back at him. Mm. Takes the piss out of himself. Mm. Flipped it on him. Oh right. Okay, I yeah. think my granddad found that the funniest thing of the year, yeah. of the calendar year. 
<laughs> he was cracking up. We had to have the TV at about 100. Yeah. And he was loving it. Absolutely. <laughs> the TV was so loud that when Mr. Miyagi started making the, the, the Japanese noises, my mum came through from the kitchen and said, what are you what watching? What are you watching? Yeah. It sounds It, sounds it was great anyway. <laughs> it, I, I didn't mind it as a movie. I thought it was, I thought it was interesting enough. Interesting enough karate style. The, um, the one thing I didn't like, Pete, sorry, just to finish, yeah. is that the, the, the premise that LaRusso has to fight Barnes it's kind of weird because in the All Valley Karate Championship, mm. the rules appear to be that the defending champion doesn't ri- doesn't fight until the end, so he doesn't right. even have to go through the bracket himself. It's like a Royal Rumble; like some people come in as one rather than thirty. Well, I just feel that Mike Barnes, even though he's the Fresh. antagonist in this film, he's fought five times. Yeah, until to get to Daniel Larusso. Yeah, and I just think it's a bit unfair. That is unfair, especially if it's all done on one day, isn't it? That's terrible. All done the same afternoon, probably. Yeah. Probably. The dojo's covered in paint. Didn't your um, niece... Did, did, I don't think we did this on the show, but it really made me laugh. Didn't your niece describe... Um, try, asked you about a film, um, Robot E.T.? Oh, yes. Was it Robot E.T.? Yeah, so I'll yeah. tell you this. This is mad, right? So I don't think I told this, did I? No, I think I don't think you did on the show. It was, it was a lovely it was a lovely. I'll tell you that. Well, if, listen, if people haven't already heard it, they can hear it again. Can't they, they can, yeah. Um, all weekend, I always do a, we always do a film night with my niece when she stays. And it's on a Saturday night and we do whatever we're doing during the day. We get some food in and watch a film. And uh, she loves watching movies. Mm. She's into it. And um, my sister always plays her Disney movies, which is fine, right? I, I'm, I've got a problem with some of the Disney movies for a young girl, but the ones yeah. that she watches tend to be quite empowering for, for women, which is important. Anyway, so we try and steer clear of Disney because yeah. she's already had enough Disney. She's had her fill. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? If she goes to Burger King every day, I'm taking her to McDonald's because it's different. <laughs> so we, we decide what movie we want to watch. She spends all weekend saying she wants to watch Lego E.T. Lego E.T., yeah. yes. And I'm like, the fuck is Lego E.T.? I've never heard of it. Mm. Oh, that would be good, probably. Yeah, probably good, um, yeah. You get Lego Batman and all the rest mm. of it. Anyway, yeah, it turns out it was um, it was Johnny Five in Short Circuit. Short Circuit. She's in a picture of who does look like a, a Lego E.T., like a he robot like, E.T. Yeah, he does look like a Lego E.T. It's yeah. a wonderfully beautiful kind of like childish way of looking at things. I love it. Yeah, it was. And we didn't watch it, by the way. No, it just yeah, what? crap. Yeah. What? It's crap. No. It's it's problematic as well. It's problematic, yeah. But as long as the kid doesn't know, um, I didn't know as a child that the guy wasn't uh, Indian, but, you know, it just just happened. It was the 80s. How have they done that? How have they done that? I mean, I know, um, you know, in America, I I would always say that, like, um, Mexican food is the prevalent kind of... um, uh, food that's sort of uh, like been approximated ethnic by food. Uh, ethnic yeah, has been yeah. approximated by uh, by uh, 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 a set of people, um, and so and so you would assume that there weren't as many kind of Indian or Southeast Asian people in America as there are in the UK, but of course that's not fucking true. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course there will be actors from that part of the world. Or, 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 we or don't have just to hire Americans either. Say again. What they do? Just have a look around the local street. <laughs> well, I don't, yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, I, I, and, and I think. It's well, astonishing you, that they didn't that, that that they thought that was acceptable. You also you also have a situation where, but you get away with being you, you, at that time. You're opposed. You're blocked from shot circuit. You get away with a lot more in that in the same way you wouldn't get away with if you're talking about Mexicans or you're talking about uh, immigrants. I know what you mean. From, you know what I mean. I know, from, yeah, from yeah, south but, of the border. I know what you mean because. But in the UK, some of the stuff they talk about um, Indians, Pakistanis is shocking the way they talk about them. In Even the, today, in the US, you have. Um, in in the, on the west coast as well, you have a very well established Chinese population as mm. well, right? Because I think I think around the gold rush, a lot of Chinese, people, and that's why you had like a well established Chinatown in places like right. um, San Francisco and LA and all around there, I suppose. Um, and then a bit later on in New York as well. But um, have you seen Big Trouble in Little China? 
Yeah, I mean, I imagine yeah. that's... Yeah. So your explanation falls down there because there's a lot of Chinese people <laughs> in that part of the world and that is horrific as well. Yeah. I mean, they were showing that on a plane. I was watching, I was on a plane, uh, must have been a couple of years ago, and you know when you just want to watch like a, a, a film where you just want to nod off? Mm. I always do that. I fucking annoy myself because I think, right, on planes you get good movies mm. and there'll be five, six, seven movies every year that will go to the cinema that I want to watch that I'll never get around to watch it. Yeah. And invariably they'll be on a plane. And what do I watch? I watch the fucking Matrix <laughs> for the 400th time. Yeah. Anyway, I watched Big Trouble in Little China and because uh, I just wanted something to kind of switch off with. And, and it was kind of good mm. in a completely dated way. But I think it was, I, I imagine it was probably quite problematic for a number of different things. Yeah, different yeah I imagine. I, but on I, the other I, hand, it's got like fucking actual monsters in it and stuff. So I guess it's probably a little bit of a mixed bag. <laughs> a mixed bag. Um, Loki, you've written on our little running order. Uh, that I don't think it's uh, rude for me to sort of point out we have every now and again. Pete has been replying directly to listeners that email about Gibbons again. Yeah, I, I just... don't remember doing this, Luke. I'll okay. level with you. I don't okay. remember doing this. Can you remember where I, I'll find who out I what... emailed it to? I'll find out who I replied it was. to. By the way, while I'm doing that, how do you do a strike through on the uh, on a Google Doc? So you, um, so you put a line through it. Oh, I don't know. I don't I'd know like how to you do, do that. You'd, so have, we... you'd like to do that? No, I'd like to because I can remember what I've been talking about and what I haven't. Oh, I see. So, no, I don't know how to do it. So basically, you replied to. A, oh, where is it? You replied to a guy who emailed in about Gibbons, mm. uh, and um, I just thought to myself, "That's I think the third time that's happened." Right. The inbox. We don't reply to the email inbox. I do every now and again if I see a Gibbon. Yeah, about Gibbons. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, and um, I just think I just thought it was an interesting point because if people want to know a direct line to your heart. Yeah, email the Lukapi Shaw inbox, but like add a Gibbon in there. Yeah, but I didn't know. I don't do that because I always assume any Gibbon story that comes out, you've already seen. Like you've got some <laughs> like Google Alert lined up for it or something. Yeah. What was the What was the news story? I don't actually know. To be honest, I, can't, I, I, I don't, don't remember. remember replying. I don't remember who it was. I don't know where, remember where it was. I'm going to oh, search yeah, it yeah, now. Yeah. I'm going to search it now <clears throat> because Pete loves Gibbons. All right, 14th of September. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually replied the next day at 7:22 a.m. Oh, uh, because it someone emailed with a Reddit. On the Nature is Fucking Lit Reddit, mm. where a gibbon is swinging down and trying to annoy a tiger. Oh, yes. There's some tigers just hanging out, just being tigers, and a gibbon just swings in and just starts, like, pulling the tiger's, like, ears and stuff. Mm. It's incredible, and isn't it? And they swinging up into the trees and away. And then they just fuck off again. Fantastic. Yeah. What, a, what a set of animals. <laughs> Brass balls on them. Why are they doing that? What? Why are they doing that? Just for leisure? They're Nature's clowns. I can see why you've got affinity with them. (laughs) (laughs) You were wearing some trousers the other day that could have been a Gibbons trousers. Uh, Have you found what? Yeah, you're wearing those red trousers with the kind of tiger. What they kind of like a a leopard, leopard print, I suppose. Leopard print, leopard print on red. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, They're they're a little strong, but um, while the mountains Saturday night, didn't I? Had some friends down. They visited uh, Lee. Went on a roller coaster, Luke. That's a that's an icebreaker. That. What do you mean? (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah, trousers on. People are like trousers, isn't it? He's got trousers. He's got some trousers on. And I think it makes people feel comfortable because they can go, you know, in a a party or at a bar or something, and you're in a group of people, and people just peel off. Someone goes to the toilet. Someone goes somewhere else. Mm. And obviously, you're left with someone you don't really know that well. Yeah. Bang! You wear the conversation trousers. Yes. Awkwardness avoided. Where did you get your conversation trousers? Yeah, exactly. You need someone to make a fool of themselves. Sartorially. What would you say if I came? You didn't know me, and I said to you, "Ah, oh, nice trousers. Where'd you get those from? What, would you, what, what? How would you go? Would you say anything, or would you get awkward about it?" What I tell you about? Well, look, I, I just think I, I'm a man who, who, who um, a lot of my clothes are stained because I'm quite clumsy. Um, oh, that, do you know how often that happens to me? It annoys the shit out of me. What? Like quite a lot. Yeah, always. 
Is it what would you spell on yourself? T. It's it's the situation. The problem is. Do you want to finish your story about your conversation trousers, or do you want me to cut off, cut you off? No, I think I think we're done. Okay. We're done. <laughs> so, I always eat dinner in front of the telly. Yeah. Right. The way my house is, it's an old Victorian house, mm. and I guess obviously, well, I don't guess. Obviously, there was no TV when it was built. So they, they have the dining room. <laughs> Are you sure? They have a dining room next to the kitchen. Yep. That makes sense. So mm. people, yeah, people prepare the food in the kitchen, eat it in the dining room, whatever. Bedrooms are the other way, and there's like a lounge, and the mm. lounge is right at the other side of the house. Mm. But that's where the TV is, right? So we always just walk through the house with the food and eat in the, in the dining room, mm. and the living room. And um, I'm always sat here like that, and I always split down my front. Do you have it on your lap though? In, on a tray. Uh, yeah, just put it. We I put mine on the coffee table. Um, coffee table's too low, brother. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's fine. Yeah, but it's too, it's too far away from my lap, so it's not going to go down my front. If it falls out my mouth, it's just going to fall on the floor. But the, 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 and I also have dogs, so they'll just eat anything. <laughs> the Chinese way will be to hold the bowl right up to your mouth, right? I guess so, yeah. But that's usually quite rice, like glutinous rice-based, isn't it? You can't it? do that when you're having a jack of potato and beans, because yeah. you need a hand knife and a fork. You really can't. So, so How many I, jack and potatoes do you eat a week? I reckon, well, listen, I, I reckon my record for putting a clean T-shirt on and spilling food down it it's under 30 seconds. Just set, yeah, okay. From how long it takes for me to get from the bedroom to the living room <laughs> and get a fork and a bit of food. I put a, a hot latte in my, on my motorbike handlebars. Uh, I sort of, there's a place where I put my little mobile phone, my little mobile phone, and I sort of jammed it in there and I thought, that'll be fine if I just take it slow. Instantly, all over <laughs> me, my white, I was wearing white jean jorts. <laughs> It's the worst thing you to karate do. Kid three. What an abs- You're in that gang in Karate what Kid an Three. Absolute joker. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I, was... um, I forgot. I completely forgot to say the um, the um, <laughs> the backfill of the story of John Kreese in the Cobra Kai dojo is amazing. <laughs> Where did you get this from? It's from the fucking Wikipedia. Right. Okay. So okay. I'm pretty sure that either someone's written this. There's, there's not really any references. It, I don't think it features. It. I don't. I make no apology for doing a terrible broadcasting thing and going back to something we already talked about. Mm. But but there's an amazing backstory to John Kreese as the Vietnam veteran, Green Beret, head of Cobra Kai, mm. and it is written the, his fictional biography, his background. Mm. So I guess when you're making a film, say you get a film made and you have to do you have to do pen pictures of all the characters mm. so that the, the big money men can really invest in it. Yeah. Whoever wrote John Kreese's mm. is a divorced man, for sure. Mm-hmm who I didn't do very well at uh, athletics at school <laughs> and wishes he was a badass, like Arnold Schwarzenegger type character. Mm. And uh, it is amazing. It, it, I mean, to cut a long story short, John Kreese and Terry Silver in Vietnam together being held captive by the North Vietnamese and um, they have to regularly have fights to the death over the top of a ladder suspended <laughs> above a venomous snake pit. <laughs> <laughs> what, that that be... went on though, didn't it? That, that went on, what, didn't it? What would be more 80s in terms of imagination than that? Yeah. It's just incredible. I, we were talking about this at the weekend. Um, Rambo, like the plot was just, um, it was just kind of like a drifter kind of guy and he walks through town and they won't let him walk through town. Um, and so he takes his revenge out on uh, the town for some reason. I thought it yeah. was all just set in like Vietnam and he no, was like... No, the first kinda... one, he's a Vietnam veteran with PTSD. Yeah. And he's fucking pissed off. Yeah. And he starts going on a rampage. Yeah. It's quite weird. Yeah. The second one, I think, is when he goes back to Vietnam, they send him back to get MIAs. Right. Okay. So, but you associate him being in the jungle all the time. But yeah. the first one, he's not really... He's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to watch Rambo. It sounds mental. The, the, the way that people... <laughs> the way that people in the 80s tried to process 
via the medium of film and video games and TV shows, what the happened to Vietnam War is actually quite mad. <laughs> it's quite, quite mad. Um, and, 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 and the fun thing I forgot to say about Karate Kid 3 is that Terry Silver um, made his millions uh, with a toxic waste disposal uh, company. Obviously. Oh, okay. Yeah. After after. <laughs> Toxic. That's a very eighties thing. Really eighties, well, isn't it? Yeah, it's very Toxic teenage mutant ninja yeah, turtles, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. the sweets always used to be like toxic waste sweets and stuff yeah. like that. Garbage oh. pal kids. Yeah, Do you remember? all that stuff. Do you like garbage pal kids, Pete? I th- I remember them being banned. The garbage pal pal kids uh, cards were banned in our school because uh, one of the backs of the um, little cards said that you should um, stamp on it in a lady's foot, um, and somebody did that and they got expelled or certainly suspended. Um, but they said they read it on the back of our garbage pail card, so we, they got banned. The mania when it comes to like banning stuff oh, in schools, it's always like weirdly misplaced, and yet you can still play rugby and punch someone in the face. When we were kids, it's complete, you're completely right. <laughs> I can remember when we were kids being like 11 years old, and because a girl or a boy, it might be a boy actually, I can't remember, got hit in the face with a plastic shoot five penny floater, Yeah, right, which would not cause any damage at all. No. For the rest of my time at school, we were only able to play football with sponge balls. And sponge balls are the worst. They Crap. They soak up can't water. Can't play in the rain. Can't play in the rain. It's just terrible. And if it hits you, yeah, if you do play in the rain, I mean, we didn't have the opportunity to not play in the rain where I, where yeah. I was from, where it was just constantly like that. But it would just absolutely soak through your shirt and you'd be absolutely, you'd just be sobbing wet. Um, and also, um, pogs were banned. Why is that? I don't know, Illegal really. Illegal trading. I guess, I guess, I mean, cause stickers and pogs and pro set cards, a lot of fucking, there's a lot of like trading going on in the, in the playground. <laughs> and I guess they probably, I mean, I guess it just got to an economic level that the teachers didn't fully understand. Yeah, I guess so. It was, I mean, because people would get vexed about it. Do you, did you ever, did people at your school, we have to go to a break, by the way, fucking mm, hell. Uh, did, did at your school, at any point, with stickers, mm. did people ever do that free for all thing where they throw them up in the air? No, what like a kind of so like, uh, like a giveaway? You'd have you'd like have the Manson like, tax loss video. Yeah, basically. So you'd have like say you would play football in the, in the playground and get at break time against another bunch of kids. Yeah, and you would say if you lose, mm. one of your guys has to throw their stickers up in the air. Oh, what and just lose all of their stickers? And it's a mad scramble. <gasps> oh my! And God. I remember once, I think it was might have been Adam Smith, who I actually spoke to quite briefly not that long ago. Mm. Um, he had a wedge of stickers about that thick. Right, and he threw them all up. Lost every last one of them. Wait, I mean, he was allowed. I mean, the rules were he was allowed to participate in. Oh, in the grabbing back. So I guess he had an advantage knowing where he was going to throw them. (laughs) But there's no way he could have got all of them. No. Oh, Uh, incredible. Yeah, that's amazing. It was pretty big. It'll get really good. So so I think, I think, I think there was a lot of fights based around sticker trading and pogs. Because pogs, you had to smash them with the other pog, right? Yes, the plastic thing, and they flip over. Yeah, Yeah, I never really saw anybody play with them. Just they would do that. I imagine the head teacher read in the Daily Mail that in. 400 miles away a kid got hit in the eye with one but that, that's the thing it was always like this menu and and I, I remember having like a, a school assembly where the, the, the headmaster or the deputy headmaster got up and just sort of said look one of East 17 has come out and said that he has five uh, pills for and breakfast I, yeah. yeah he said like five pills before breakfast or I think whatever, it was like eight on it, it was yeah it was, it was something matter that yeah. yeah and it's just like we didn't know that story. There was no way of... No. We, it would never get delivered on our... You know, unless we read it in the newspaper, which we're at school. We don't read the newspaper. Um, it would come after we... You know, you couldn't read. Home, couldn't read, exactly. Yeah. From the but um, we wouldn't have known that until the fucking... Until the vlog went, don't listen to me, 17. Mm. Don't do drugs. It's like, 
We have no. I'm, I'm no. like I'm 12. I have no access they, to pills. They <laughs> they were a lot more obsessed with drugs than we were. Yeah, drugs. Like, I can uh, remember voodoo um, kind of uh, uh, nonce uh, cults and stuff like yeah. that. There was a real crazy stuff about that in the 80s. Like parents were really scared of um, you falling on child line and saying there was a voodoo sex cult. There was a mad. There was a mad um, obsession with. Uh, devil worship cults mm. in the US in the 80s. Yes, yeah, it yeah, was like yeah. a All proper of that, yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I can remember though, a good example of how obsessed um, the adults were with drugs compared to the students. I remember a kid I was quite friendly with when we were about 13 or 14. Mm. He got pulled into the, the head teacher's office. The police were there, mm. right, as well, because they said, oh, they've got reason to believe that on CCTV they've seen him um, fucking selling heroin, right? <laughs> right. And uh, he was basically, it turned out, he had like his sandwiches in some foil and he was standing in quite a, uh, out of the way on his own. Eating his sandwiches. Yeah. It, the thing that gets me, like, that's going to stay with him much longer than anything else. Like, this is going to stay with, like, I remember like my mum, I was, I had like a little spoon in my mouth and I was just walking around with it in the, around the house. Just, just and your mum thought you were... Thought, and she went, what is on that spoon? Grabbed it and like looked at it and it's like... What do you think this is? Yeah. I understand, like, the heroin connection. Well, just to do, a spoon. Do you think just to eat in a spoon of heroin? Mm, delicious. Yeah. I hear it comes on spoons. I, uh, <laughs> I had... Mad. Um, I once was came back from a, a nightclub um, when I was young, and uh, it had... They were given, like, three samples of aftershave. Yeah. In a card, shaped like a CD. Yes. And you pop the liquid out, mm. and you would just snap it open and put it on. And you thought, and, and you went, oh. My mum found it in my pocket. <laughs> thought it was like a designer future drug. Yeah. She was fuming. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what I've done. I literally don't know what's happened. <laughs> it turned out it's after uh, yeah. so, Oh, wonderful. Well, anyway, break. If, anyone, if anyone's ever accused you of taking drugs or uh, weirdness, or like, why are parents so odd about this sort of thing? Uh, probably because they're just worried about us and love us. And we're old uh, enough to be parents now. Exactly. Hello, we're not responsible enough to have uh, fulfilled com. that. Put that muck in my arms. We'll be back in a second. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And we're back. It's the Luke and Pete Show. How are you doing, Luke? Have you got some emails Pretty good, us, mate? Yeah, we're probably going to have to squeeze one in Squeeze really one quick in, mate. Because we've done that thing exactly. again. Exactly. God, we've done that thing again. Why do we always do this? It happens on a Monday because we, we haven't get... seen each other. Exactly. We get very excited. We get yeah. overexcited. Um, I'm not going to do that email because that's amazing and I need more, <laughs> more time to talk about that. Leave that on Thursday. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what we'll do. A follow, we'll do a follow-up on sheep and grass. Yes, please. Because um, that's that's come along once or twice and people mm-hmm. are interested in it. So yep. I, I think that's a good barometer of whether we should be talking about it mm-hmm. or not. Phil has been in touch. Now, yep. I looked Phil up. Phil, don't be frightened by this. Looked Nothing him up sinister. and down. Sexy. I wanted to know if he had any qualifications because he seemed to know quite a lot about sheep eating grass. Okay. And I couldn't find any. Right. He seems to be some kind of writer. I see. Not a scientist. Okay. So take this with a pinch of salt if you want. Or um, delicious yeah. grass, and, grass and salt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he says, "Luke and Pete, a long-time listener here, who finally feels the need to chime in specifically on the issue of sheep and how they get ample nutrients from ju- uh, eating just grass." My main impetus for doing so is the piss-poor attempt to answer this question a few weeks ago when someone suggested essentially it was just because sheep use their brains less than animals like humans. While their protein intake is no doubt less, a carniv- less than a carnivorous animal, they still do need protein to grow. So that answer clearly falls short. A quick Google search will clarify that most herbivores can access protein within plant material because of their ability to break down cellulose. Mm. Simply put, there are proteins in vegetation that are inaccessible to our simple human bellies. Uh, Another reason I felt the need to write in on this topic is Luke's continued concern with the issue (laughs) that almost borders on a phobia. Believe it or not, (laughs) this same question came up on the podcast a long time ago perhaps somewhere around the 100th episode, Luke expressed a concern, almost bordering on some sort of fear, that it made no sense how sheep were able to grow from just eating grass. I hope this clears some things up and Luke can get some better sleep knowing that sheep are no longer an enigma. Cheers, Phil. Makes sense. What, you're repeating yourself because you've gone see now? <laughs> yes, because I'm eating is grass. To see if I can replicate the behaviour. <laughs> yeah. Uh... It's kind of weird. I had a weird fear the other day as well. Um... Uh, maybe that kind of thing does occur to me, and if I don't solve it in my mind, mm. it does keep kind of repeating on me. Yeah. And I had a weird feeling the other day that um, if you, I can't remember why, but it, or maybe I just read it somewhere, that if you keep painting the inside of a room, technically speaking, the room is getting smaller and smaller all the time. Yes. Okay. And, it, and it makes you feel a bit weird. Why does it make you feel a bit weird? Do you feel just oppressed claustrophobic. by? Do you feel oppressed by paint? It's just claustrophobic, isn't it? It's claustrophobic. Do you get claustrophobia, especially yeah. as such a small kind of? It preys on my mind. If, right. if, if interesting, the, the idea of you have very few chinks in your armor. I'm going to explore this. You should. I can't really taking you. You are so uninterested in me that it's taken you so long to know that I'm claustrophobic. I also don't. Well, these are quite aggressive cavity walls, so maybe I'll just start filling it with um, expanding form. <laughs> yeah, just get smaller and smaller. <laughs> so it's, like a, th- it's like a vagina. So I heard from the dentist once that, mm. that she said to me that it's always quite big men. Who invariably are scared oh, of the dentist? Oh, feel okay, right? Because it's because it's um, I guess maybe because you even you know um, you know unconsciously you're just used to being in control of stuff, maybe. Yes. Uh, and claustrophobia, I think, might be the similar kind of thing. Even the thought of going caving or something makes me feel weird. Yeah, but I don't think anybody likes that sort of thing. Lots of people like it, de- don't they? Only demented people want to crawl 
with tiny amounts of oxygen underneath stalagmites, which is on the top of the roof. Either way, they, they clamber through these little kind of holes, openings yeah, holes, yeah. that at any moment could just crunch you. I remember when, when I was a kid, I went, on, I went on what was called a No Fear weekend. <laughs> was it from the um, company No Fear? I don't think so. Right. It could have been. Right. I don't think it was. We didn't end up with any merch or anything. Mm. It was at Sixth Form College. It was just an excuse to go to Wales and um, do stuff. <laughs> no Fear. So we did like, kayaking, canoeing, rock climbing, abseiling, potholing, right. all the rest of it. Potholing is horrible. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I did about two things. I definitely showed fear. Yeah, <laughs> by refusing to do stuff I didn't Some want to do. Fear. Well, Some look. of it was good, like the like the like the the assault courses and the canoeing and stuff mm. was good. I'm not really frightened of water or anything like that, so that was fine. But the caving thing, nah, nah. I did it. Like I mean, it. I did do it, but I did I did the um the kind of real. Like rudimentary amateurs bit, yeah. And you there stick your head key- around the door and start going. Nah. There were some keynos who went right down there. <laughs> I just find that weird. Have you seen that film, The Descent? Uh, yes, I think I have. Actually. That is amazing. That's spooky, and it's really, really claustrophobic. I forgot about that film. That's such a sort of not like an early noughties film, isn't it? The Descent. I rate it. Spooky. Very, I rate it too. Um, all right. We'll be back very soon. We'll be back on Thursday talking all things batteries, boys, etc. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, it's really simple. Hello at lungpeachshow.com. Give yeah. us your stories. If your parents are unbelievably worried you're on drugs, let us know. <laughs> Maybe you are on drugs and they're right to worry. Hello yeah. at lungpeachshow.com. You can also get us on Twitter uh, at uh, lungpeachshow. Sorry about all the stuff about Karate Kid 3. <laughs> uh, I realise now that I'm looking at this, the clock, I think I might have done 20 minutes on it. I mean, it's pr- pretty much a clash of the titles, isn't it, really? Yeah. I do apologise <laughs> for that. Kid I, I mean, if you've got no interest in Karate we Kid didn't 3, see it. it's not a film I've watched, but it sounds bloody great. Yeah, you give it a go for next time. Yeah, all right. All right, cool. see you on Thursday. Thanks a lot, guys. Ta-ta. This was a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 